0: well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18+. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Raven Quest. Book 1. Here Be Dragons. Written by Benjamin Raven Presley. Chapter 4. Discovery Beyond Home. I know not how long we sat in that stream, and remember very little when we got dressed and came back to Ravensway. We must have drifted in sleep upon our bed... "'For as we awakened, we wondered as if it was all a dream. "'I looked at her, and she looked at me, "'and then we both knew it was no dream. "'We lay there basking in the moment, "'as we always did, though, "'enjoying the warmth of our bed and one another. "'I shall certainly miss this place as we journey, "'but as long as you are with me, I am home,' I told her. "'I feel the same way, "'but whether we come back to this place or not, "'I know that whenever we lay our head, "'it will be as it should be, "'if possible, perhaps even better, "'and more full than we could ever dream,' she replied. We took our time, and I blew last night's coals into a flame, and we ate our fill. We packed up for the trail before us, preparing as best as we could, not knowing what we would face. I lashed some branches together to cover the opening of Raven's Way, making it appear as natural as possible, hoping to preserve it for when we returned, if we returned. We prayed a prayer and skies, kissed her fingers, and placed a kiss upon the covering. We then embraced and kissed and looked eastward, the great light already following its path in the sky. We walked as our shadows followed us into the quest before us. We took comfort knowing our path may not be known by us, but that it was always known in the mind of the great spirit and creator of us all. It was a beautiful day, and as we walked the trail, enjoying the singing of the birds, the warmth of the great light, and the sound of the stream, we followed as it danced over the rocks. About that time, we heard the sound of branches breaking, hissing, and barking of pups, as we saw Platus bounding across our trail, followed by Alkula and Artara, "'Balazim eventually came rolling out of the open "'in front of us, barking and trying to catch up. "'Altair and Alcool soon joined us "'and barked a playful bark or two, "'as if to say, "'Hey, were you going to leave without us?' "'We stopped and petted them both vigorously. "'We were so glad they joined us. "'I would never have asked them to follow us on our quest "'and leave their home. "'But as I petted them and looked into their eyes, "'I knew they were with us, come what may. "'And so we continued on our trek into the unknown, "'our shadow behind us as the great light rose, "'and before us, as it said in the lesser light, "'Lunus rose.' When Lunus was bright, sometimes we traveled on into the night, but most nights, though, we just made a camp and rested and laughed and played games that only our little tribe knew. Soon we stood upon the edge of the boundaries we were familiar with. We looked at one another and prayed a prayer. As we prayed a breeze swirled about us, it was the same breeze we felt when Eli visited us in our lodge of purification. The great spirit was with us. His presence seemed everywhere. It had been days since we had heard the thunderous roar. In fact, we had not heard it since that day at Raven's Way, when we both dreamt of the dragon. As I looked ahead upon the horizon, I saw what looked like a storm forming. Clouds were darkening, and you could see the wall of rain falling in the distance. I think we should probably be seeking shelter, Skies. There is a storm coming, I said. Already the wind was getting stronger around us. Look up ahead, there at the nearby mountainside. Perhaps there is a cave or an overhang there that we can weather a storm, she exclaimed. So we all walked at a fast pace toward an opening that appeared to be a cave of some sort. Lightning was striking and the sound of thunder was all around us, and once inside the cave, though, all seemed well enough. It wasn't Raven's Way, but it would have to do. We stood near the opening of the cave for a while. A thunder and lightning storm, as dangerous as they can be, was always an experience that I treasured. There was something powerful and fascinating about a storm to me. It was never a source of fear to me. It was almost empowering to me to watch a storm "'Once I even had a dream that I was standing in the open with lightning going through my fingertips, "'and I was glowing with an aura of electrifying power. "'Skies left me at the cave opening as I viewed the majesty of the storm. "'It was as if she understood, and eventually she came to my side and grabbed my arm "'and laid her head on my shoulder and beckoned me to come, "'sit by the fire that she had built. "'Already she had warmed water and steeped a warm tea of herbs in a pot.' "'I'll tear out cool a the pups, lay by the fire in one big, large ball of fur, "'some snoring, some panting happily, "'their fur a little damp from the rain we experienced by the time we entered the cave. "'Platus was purring and going from skies to me and then back again, "'and we laid out bedding by the fire, "'and we enjoyed a meal of jerky and some leftover hardened cakes "'that were oh-so-tasty when dipped into the tea. "'We were there for the night, it appeared, but all was good.' I even found some ochre that I ground and mixed a little water with, and found a flattened stone and placed imprints on our hands, and paused upon it as a thing for later travelers to wonder at. We spoke of the journey so far, and speculated about what it was ahead, eventually we drifted off into slumber. We woke the next morning, and it was a beautiful day. The great light was illuminating all of creation, and even painted a rainbow in the sky to behold. There was a stream nearby where we filled our canteens. I made use of some rocks in the stream and formed a weir of sorts— and watched as unwary fish found their way in, but could not find their way out. I captured several fish by hand and tossed them up on a stream bank. Skies gathered most of them, but of course our four-legged friends took advantage of the bounty also. Perhaps a storm had stirred debris in the water that made it hard for the fish to breathe, causing them to seek clearer water, but whatever the reason, we were grateful for the abundance of fresh meat. Skies had strung up most of them on a stream. She also was hungrily devouring one of the fish uncooked. I soon joined her doing the same, What a wonderful fresh flavor. It was like we were energized from the life of this wonderful bounty of meat before us. We eventually made a rack and cleaned some of the fish and smoked the meat by just breaking the backs and laying them on the rack, skin side down, and the meat exposed to the smoke and heat. We gathered the insides and put them near a stream bed where some grateful raccoons were glad to take care of the remains. It was a wonderful circle of life. "'I will always be amazed at how the Creator balanced out and provided for his creation. "'I was glad to do my part making use of all that we hunted and gathered "'and was always glad for the opportunity to share with my fellow creatures. "'As we made our way back to the cave, Skies noticed some plants and began to gather them. "'I noticed the fire was somewhat smoky from the dampness of the wood and air, "'and as it died down, rather than using the opening of the cave for a chimney, "'it seemed to draw toward the back of the cave.' I followed this course out of curiosity and noticed a small opening near the back of the cave that I had not noticed in the darkness of the night before. And as I looked at it more closely, I saw there was a place between two rock faces that appeared to be big enough for a person to squeeze through. I then made a torch from strips of dried bark and cane and lit it from the fire. I pushed the torch through first and looked to see what I could see, and it seemed to open up into a larger place, so I squeezed through the crack with my torch in hand and was amazed at what I saw. It was like a beautiful sculpture of stalactites and stalagmites. Columns and flows were stretching out everywhere. I held the torch high. and was amazed at the sight. There was color and sparkles of phosphorescent glows everywhere as it mixed into the stone itself as it flowed and formed the creations before me. I listened and heard the sound of great waters. And though I held my torch in the direction of the sound, I could not see the source of it. Then I thought of skies and hurried back to the opening. As I came back through the wall, I called to her. She was still gathering useful plants and herbs as well as mushrooms that probably had popped up right after the storm. Skies, come here quickly. You've got to see what I've discovered,' I said excitedly. "'I am on my way, love. Just let me gather the last of these tasty mustards,' she said. She approached where I stood in the cave and placed the various greens and herbs she had gathered into a basket she had formed earlier from some vines. She looked at the torch in my hand and really became curious then.' I mentioned for her to come, excited as a child, I went through the opening with the torch still burning brightly and watched her expression as she entered and beheld the glory of this place. I relived what I had just experienced as I vicariously enjoyed the sights once again as she wandered at this place. Before long, Altair entered, followed by the rest of the hairy ones, and barked a low woof sound that echoed off the walls of this chamber, seemingly coming from everywhere as it echoed. Pups were sniffing around, as always. Plattis jumped up on my shoulder and viewed the sight from there. I don't think he liked to feel the damp and cold rock beneath his feet. Raven, what is this place? I have never seen such a place. It is like some temple or sanctuary built to honor someone's greatness. To honor a god or something, Skye said. More like a holy place built by God himself. No man could create such a place, I said. And listen closely, I said, as I put my hand in my ear and got as quiet as possible. The sound of water. "'Perhaps a waterfall? "'How could this be, though? "'Are we not under the ground, inside of this mountain?' "'Skies exclaimed as she breathed a breath in, "'quickly of excitement and realization. "'I know. "'We've got to explore this place further. "'I said we'd go back out and prepare more torches and go deeper. "'If there's a waterfall under the ground, "'then truly we must see this wondrous sight,' I said. "'So we did just that. "'We bound several torches to use "'so we would have plenty of light along the way "'as each torch burned down.' "'We tied them in bundles we could carry on our shoulders "'as well as a small supply of edibles and water to drink, "'some of the abundance of fish and plants "'we had to leave behind with some other supplies. "'These we tied in a basket and pulled them into a tree "'with some rope made from a vine out of sight "'and unreachable by some plunderer of the forest "'like some big, fat, lazy Bruin. "'And so we followed our ears as we traveled "'ever deeper into the cave. "'We occasionally left torches along the way "'to light the journey back, as well as lighten our load a little. "'We wondered if we were the only creatures "'to have ever beheld the sights.'